What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze, Japan, and the news. And this is episode number 442. And that's a long road to ride in, and that road has been paved with booze. That's right. Some roads are paved with gold, but our road, oh, a lot of booze. Mostly beer, but a little bit of shochu and a whole lot of love. That's right. We love it. And I hope you love it too. So sit back and relax and uh, crack open your uh, finest beer and enjoy the show. This show is going to be very interesting because it's the all booze and news show. Yep, that's right. And why is it the all booze and news show? Well, that's because Tom is going to read the news. Tom and Tom alone. Yep, that's right. Two dudes, booze, Japan and the news. I'm doing the first part. Tom is doing the ending. That's right. Why is he doing that? Well, because for the last like six or seven episodes, it's all been interviews. Tom called me the other day, and he bust my balls. He said, Johnny, there's just not enough news. There's just not enough news on this show. Recently, it's just been interview after interview after interview, and I want to hear what's going on, and I want to do it. And I said, Tom, you know what? We're going to get back to the old format as soon as possible. In fact, we're going to start that next week. But um, you're right. You're right. There has not been enough news on this show. And what I want you to do, I want you to come on the show and I want you to talk about the news. I want you to do 10 stories, Tom. Can you do 10 stories, Tom? And Tom said, hell yeah, I can do 10 stories. As long as I got 10 beers to go along with every story that I'm doing, I can do 10 stories. In fact, I could do 100 stories. If you got 106 packs of beer, I could do 100 stories. And I said, Tom, that is goddamn ridiculous. There's absolutely no way you can do 100 stories. I, I think you'd probably start mumbling after maybe seven or eight, but still, there's no way he could do it. But um, yes, in this episode, it's going to be the all news episode. And um, there's a lot of pretty amazing news. I mean, it is bizarre. It is twisted. It is fucked up. I'm not going to lie. It's 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 a gruesome episode for you guys. And I think you're all going to enjoy it because Scott Fitted Japan originally is and always will be about two dudes, booze, Japan and the news. Although I I actually take that back. We um, we have a lot of co-host now. <laughs> I think we have five. Tom officially is a co-host again. He can be on the show. I think his podcast that he was working on with his friend, some real estate podcast, I think that fell apart. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really surprised. Who's, who wants to listen about real estate in Japan? Um, a little hint, faders. It's expensive. It's really expensive here. It's not San Francisco expensive, but it's motherfucking close. Jesus Christ, is it expensive out here? But um, yeah, nobody wants to hear about that because um, yeah, <laughs> It, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Episode one and final. <laughs> uh, so classy. I'm drinking wine in a cup. Speaking of high class, I am the highest of the low class today. Wine in a cup. Oh, God. I haven't done that since um, Tuesday. Oh, man, fitters. Okay. Back to business. Back to business. Okay. So, yeah. Tom's going to do the news. And, oh, 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 
Oh, we have a special episode coming up soon. All our episodes are special, but this one's very special. Um, I'm going to be going to Osaka for the Valentine's Day episode. The Valentine's Day episode is going to be the all love episode. Every single story that we're going to do is going to be love related. Now you think love related, what the hell does that mean? Well, <laughs> use your imagination, you dirty animal. It's going to be very, very, very uh, lovely. All the weird, bizarre, sexy stories for the last couple of weeks are all, I've been kind of like putting them aside, like all the good ones, and they've been piling up. And um, I'm gonna, I'm just going to let that cannon loose on you guys, and it's going to be pretty amazing. It's going to be great. And to top it off, I'm going to be doing it in Osaka. I'm going to be going to my favorite bar in Osaka. In fact, it's one of my top five favorite bars in Japan. It is Space Station. Space Station is a video game bar, and I'm going to go there, and me and the owner, Matt, is going to be doing this show. The... I don't know what I should call it. What should be the Lonely Hearts Club show? You know, it might. Maybe the Bloody Hearts Club show. I don't know. Got Fitted Japan, Bloody Hearts Club, Valentine's Day special. I don't know. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It's a mouthful, especially for somebody, yours truly, who's been drinking a little bit. Not too much, but just enough. Just enough to get on mic. I can't do this show sober. Are you crazy? It's got Fitted Japan. All right. Well, without further ado, enjoy the news. Since it's just me, fuck it. Let's kick back. Everybody uh, grab your beers. I'm drinking a nice uh, Tokyo Craft Brewery from Lucky Dog. And cheers. Here we go with the news, which we got a whole fucking lot of. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Ex-gangster fatally shot in karaoke bar in Tokyo's Kabukicho District. Okay, for all for all you faders that don't know, Tokyo is or sorry, Tokyo's Kabukicho district is up in Shinjuku. It's more or less like the red light district, and it's just seedy as fuck. Yeah, we read a lot of stories from that area. It's very much yak controlled and dodgy other motherfucker people. Like, not too many people there that, that uh, frequent that place are, how shall I say, living an honest life, to put it mildly. A man shot dead at a karaoke outlet in Tokyo's Kabukicho Entertainment District was a Korean national who used to be a gangster in Japan, police said on Tuesday. Dun, dun, dun. Lee Hung Jong. That sounds like kind of an Asian porno name. Lee Hung Jong. Lee Hung Dong? Well, it's Lee Hung Jong, but yeah, total fucking porno name. A 65-year-old Tokyo resident was a member of a group under the Sumi Yoshikai crime syndicate for more than 20 more than 20 years ago. According to the police, Lee sustained three gunshot wounds and was found collapsed Monday night inside a karaoke outlet, which houses many closed rooms for people to sing inside and probably fuck knowing the area. The suspected attacker, who is also thought to have gangster links, no shit. Fled the scene on a motorcycle, police said. They suspect it was a premeditated attack resulting from a personal trouble between the two. Sounds like a grudge. The police have found that they be- what they believe was a motorcycle used by the suspect along with a helmet and a cap on a street not far from the crime scene and began investigating surveillance camera footage in the area. The karaoke outlet in the center of Kabukicho and Shinjuku Ward is located about 500 meters Northeast of JR Shinjuku Station. A number of Yakuza gangsters are based in the largely commercial area, which is also popular among foreign visitors. Yeah, it's uh, 
me and Johnny have discussed this a lot, but like 10, 15 years ago, it didn't used to be like that. It was all like Japanese people and a lot of foreigners weren't welcome. Now, like for whatever fucking reason, it's just a huge tourist trap. It's all fucking tourists. All these places used to be Japanese only or now just all foreigners. It's fucking weird if you've been here a long time. The police received an emergency call from a worker at a karaoke studio at around 6.30 p.m. Monday. Reporting gunshots had been heard and a man was lying bleeding inside the building. The man was found face down in front of an elevator on the fourth floor. He was taken to the hospital where he was confirmed as deceased. The police believe the man was shot in a room on the fifth floor as spent bullet casings were found there. The gun was has not been found. All right. I know to... A lot of foreign people, you know, a lot of our foreign faders here and listeners. Um, this might not sound like a big deal, especially to um, Americans where we have gun violence like day in, day out, nonstop. But this is a huge fucking deal in Japan because they don't have fucking guns. It's, so, yeah, somebody somebody actually getting capped with three, three bullets is a huge fucking deal. This would make national news like no problem. So, I don't know what this dude did, but it must have been something. Four men. Next, uh, next story. Four men arrested over online romance scam. Sounds like this one went a little bit sour. Mm. Three Nigerians and a Cameroonian were arrested Tuesday for allegedly scamming people in Japan out of large amounts of money by feigning romantic interests in them online, police said. The men are alleged to have targeted victims last year via social media pretending, among other things, to be foreign military servicemen needing money, the police said. The men are also suspected of sending messages saying they wanted to meet their female victims and needed financial support, such as to pay for an airline ticket to visit Japan or to leave the military. According to the police, the men are suspected of having contacted three people between March and June 2018, swindling them out of between 170,000 yen and 6.6 million yen. Shit, dude. 170,000 yen... Okay, maybe seventeen hundred bucks. Okay, well, I don't want to say that's a small amount, but six point six million yen. What, like sixty-six thousand dollars? That's enough for a for a new car. That's that's a pretty big haul. They approached a 59-year-old part-time female worker living in southwestern Japan, prefecture of Fukuoka, and a 58-year-old female public servant in Hokkaido pretending to be a U.S. military man who needed money to leave the service and a doctor living in Syria. One of the victims was a 46-year-old male office worker from Tokyo who was cheated out of more than 2 million yen, believing that he was sending it to an American widow who needed help transferring his inheritance. Yeah, Jesus, that's that's just the Nigerian prince scam all over again. Investigators searched a building in Yoshika, Yoshikawa, Saitama Prefecture, which is suspected of being the group's headquarters, according to investigative sources. The group is believed to have been active in eastern Japan prefectures, and a man suspected of being the group's leader lives in Chiba Prefecture, east of Tokyo, the sources said. Such international romance scams are on the rise in Japan, and scammers use various techniques to lure their victims. According to a non-profit foundation, 
set up to tackle the issue in the wake of, of an increase of, in Japanese victims. Scammers use various online sites from dating sites to online language sites to emotionally manipulating their targets to make them feel loved, such as with promises of marriage. The timing of financial requests varies from a few days to more than a year as these con artists develop a relationship with their victims, gaining their trust. The requests are initially for small amounts of money, becoming larger and larger. Scammers come up with various excuses in asking victims to transfer cash to third-person accounts or use international money transfer services. These include illnesses, accidents, or the prospect of a lucrative business contract, which needs, which needs seed money. They pretend to be U.S. servicemen in active military theaters such as Syria or Afghanistan, professionals such as engineers or business owners or female models. They rarely show their faces online, but use photos they find online of men who are unrelated to the scam. Although the culprits promise to pay their workers back, they never do. There is little recourse to retrieve any money, warns the foundation. I mean, come on. This is, I think everybody knows what's going on here. This is just the Nigerian prince scam packaged into, like, I don't know, I guess a newer, more modern age. And I would say, duh, don't do this. Because, like, come on, man. Like, a lot of of these deals are dodgy. But I I think it's pretty obvious what they're doing. They're targeting old, vulnerable, lonely people that have got money. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but... You gotta do your due diligence. So that's unfortunate, and I've heard like specifically the mil- them using military, how do you say, personnel's identity, straight up identity theft. And I, th- I believe the U.S. military and other military organizations do have a special sections to try and combat this uh, this threat, but um, it ain't going anywhere time soon. So. Faders, be careful. Don't give out your credit card information and don't be loaning money to someone you've never met, especially if you, if, especially something like this. All right, next story. 19-year-old gets life in prison for murder of 85-year-old woman. That's rough, man. What happened here? A 19-year-old youth has been sentenced to life in prison for robbery and murder of an 85-year-old woman in Mobara, Chiba Prefecture in February 2018. The defendant, who was 18 at the time, was arrested along with another 18-year-old youth and a 17-year-old youth. None of them can be named because they're minors. The Chiba District Court said in its ruling Thursday that the defendant who worked in the construction industry was the ringleader, the Sankei Shimbun reported. The other two suspects will be tried separately. The court heard that the three admitted to entering the house of Yoshiko Shino with the intention of robbing her sometime on the night of February 23, 2018. It's about one year ago. The body of Shino was found at around 9 a.m. the next morning by her daughter-in-law who called 110, a.k.a. 911. The front door to the house was not locked. Prosecutors said Shino had been hit several times with a blunt object and stabbed. The bloodied knife was left at the scene of the crime. Shino, who lived with her oldest daughter, who had recently been hospitalized, so she was living alone at the time of the incident, police said. She was last seen alive by her son at around 5 p.m. on the day of the murder. The three suspects, two of whom had no fixed address, (laughs) fucking homeless, 
and they did not know Shino, but thought she might have a lot of money and other valuables. Yeah, fuck these guys, robbing a little old lady. Fucking massive shitheads. I mean, fuck them up. I have no problem with a fucking harsh sentence like life sentence. I'm fuck fucking, they're, they're scum of the earth, and there, there ain't no fucking reforming them. But the, this case is interesting because um, used to be, like, until fairly recently, if someone was 20 years old, even if it was a serious crime, like, you know, rape, murder, you name it, like, if they were under 20, they were still considered a minor in the eyes of the law. And, like, even for really serious shit, the, you know, kids would just get a little slap on the wrist. However, um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but a couple years ago, they actually changed that. And they said, basically, if it's serious enough, they can be tried as an adult. And this is one of the very first cases, possibly the first. I haven't kept abreast with it. But this is, yeah, but seriously, fuck them. The punishment should fit the crime. 18 years old. You're old enough to know better. This isn't like, this is... Even if it was a B and E, like you know that that went went too far. Come on, man! They still straight up murder a little old lady. So fuck them, and I hope there's a special place in hell for them. Next story. Let's lighten the note with baby with umbilical cord attached found in convenience store toilet. Holy shit! That's not exactly what I would call lighter. A newborn baby girl with her umbilical cord still attached was found abandoned in a convenience store toilet in Niza, Saitama Prefecture, on Thursday afternoon. According to police, a male customer found the infant in the toilet basin in a 7-Eleven store at around 1 p.m., Fuji TV reported. The child, still alive, was taken to the hospital where she was in a stable condition, police said Friday. Police believe the baby's mother gave birth to her in the toilet. Surveillance footage showed a a woman going into the toilet where she remained there for 30 minutes. Holy fuck. She just went into a toilet in 30 minutes, pushed a kid out, and just GTFO'd? Fuck. Yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. There's been a rash of these with, you know, girls that are just way too young and getting knocked up and just giving birth and... I hate to say it, but they, they have, a, how do you say, an anonymous baby drop-off places where you can just basically drop off a baby, like, anonymously, and they'll you know, try to put it up for adoption or something. But whew, makes you wonder what the young woman's story was who had, you know, who what, what went on, what led to this. We don't know. But uh, hopefully the kid's okay. And... I don't know, gets a loving home. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say, man. I do feel for this kid because I myself am adopted. But whew, harsh way to come into the world, just, you know, just being dumped off in a convenience store toilet. And that said, the, to- the toilets are definitely a, a lot uh, cleaner here than in, in Japan. At least they're much cleaner here in Japan than they are in America. And probably a lot of other countries, but still, man, that is not the best way to come into the world. So I feel for that kid. Man arrested for assaulting police officer in Toyama says he wanted a gun to kill himself. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this if this guy really wanted suicide by cop, he just could have got a bought a plane ticket to America and done his thing. 
A male university student who was arrested after attacking a police officer at a substation in Toyama City has confessed that he tried to take the officer's gun so he could kill himself. An investigative source said on Friday, Local police have found a purple bicycle that might have been used by Masaki Maeda, 22, near the crime scene with a black bag in, in its front basket. The University of Toyama student was arrested Thursday on the spot on suspicion of attempted murder. When Maeda visited the substation at around 3 p.m. on Thursday, he first pretended to have bought, uh, brought in some lost property before hitting a 30-year-old police officer, Hiroki Yamamoto, on the head with a hammer and cutting him with a knife. Woo. <coughs> I gotta say, so he smacked him with a hammer and cut him with a knife? Dude definitely meant business there. Yamamoto, who stained minor injuries, restrained the attacker. He lives at the substation with his family, but was alone at the time of the attack. The police are still investigating Maeda's motive. Residents near the substation have said they have never seen the purple bicycle in the neighborhood. Have you seen a purple bicycle? Yes or no? Yes or no? That's just an odd description. I'm sorry. In the same city last June, a former member of the self-defense force stabbed to death was stabbed to death in a police box, stole a handgun, and shot dead a security guard at a school nearby. Oh, I get there where this is going. So disgruntled, self-defense force, that's basically their military. So this happened at the same substation a couple years ago, and this guy went, ah, if I want to off myself, maybe this is the way to do it. I gotta ask, man. I mean, yeah, suicide's not cool. And if if you you know if you're feeling low, you're feeling down, please get help. Or if you know somebody who's maybe having some problems, please try to help them. Therein ends my PSA. But what the fuck was going on with this kid? Was his life really that bad? I would hazard to guess he's 22 years old and still a college student. Probably his deal was like he was just about to graduate university and couldn't find a job. So in Japan, basically, they spent, like, most of their, like, senior year, their last year in university, like, basically job hunting. And, like, it's, there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure that comes with that. And, like, unfortunately, I don't care what anyone says, the economy is not going that good right now. So uh, a lot of, like, young graduates are having problems finding jobs. So I'm, I'm probably guessing this guy couldn't find a job. He's probably under a lot of stress and pressure from his family and in society in general to get a job and just decided to off himself. But you almost have to wonder, was this, was this really a serious uh, suicide attempt or was this maybe just kind of a cry for help? Because it seems like in Japan, if people actually want to commit suicide, they're, they're generally pretty successful, i.e. they throw, throw themselves in front of a train, which, by the way, don't fucking do that. Uh, that, that seriously, that happened last night. That was, I was late getting home because some fucker threw himself in front of a train or, you know, they jump off buildings here or what. Like, I just, generally in, in Japan, they're, if they're gonna, someone's going to commit suicide, they're pretty fucking serious about it. They usually fucking die. So, oof. All right. Okay, now, for realsies, I'll actually lighten the mood a little bit because this one's kind of funny. Man arrested for buying cup meant for 100 yen coffee, but pouring in a 150 yen latte into it. Ooh. 
Faders, let me tell you, this guy is a hardcore motherfucking criminal and a mastermind at that. Let's read on. 100 yen is basically a dollar, so 150 yen would be what, like a buck 50? It's not hard to get coffee on the cheap in Japan, with some convenience stores even offering the full coffee experience for a fraction of the usual price in other places. These affordable beverages are often sold for 100 yen or one dollar. Buying them is as simple as bringing the cup, uh, the provided empty cup to the cash register, paying for it, and then heading over to the coffee machine to fill it up. Yet, one 62-year-old male from the city of Nakagawa in Kyushu bought, thought he could stretch the limit of his 100 yen. Instead of filling up his cup with the allocated drip coffee, he shrewdly poured himself a cup of cafe latte, which usually costs a little more, at 150 yen for the... Th- frothy, milky goodness that comes with it. Is skimping on 50 yen worth the arrest? Well, I mean, in this country, in this country in the eyes of law, yes, because they're super fucking hardcore about their laws and rules. But, I don't know, maybe like in some other countries, a lot of places would be like, just just tell them, like, dude, you're just banned from the store. Just come, don't come back because it's, it seems like a silly th- thing to call the popo over. But, yeah. Let's read on. When initially approached by the store's owner on January 21st, the man, who also happened to be a regular customer, clearly he's a criminal mastermind, claimed that he pressed the wrong button on the coffee machine. He changed his story once when the police arrived. At once when the police arrived, though, admitting that it was not his first time in getting free coffee upgrade to a smooth cup of latte intentionally. Investigators are still on. Investigations are still ongoing to determine how much money he essentially stole from the convenience store. But some netizens joked that coffee machines should have more labels than they already have to prevent such incidents from occurring again. Netizens, could you imagine these things happening on a frequent basis? One netizen wrote, there's bound to be people who do that. Because, duh. The cashiers are too busy to be tasked with pouring coffee, but when I worked at a convenience store, I saw a ton of people going for the expensive options. Just install dispensing dispensing machines already. Honestly, you know, that's a pretty fair point. How did he get found out? Asked another netizen. And the last one says, replying to the above, apparently his staff were watching him during his previous attempts. But this time the manager caught him red-handed while dressed in plain clothes. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) So this is a straight-up sting. I guess they're really serious uh, about that uh, 50 yen uh, he's been stealing every time he got his coffee. (laughs) Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan... If you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, 
they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya, about five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com That's www.gamuso.com That's right, Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got-faded experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free, but with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page. Alright, so let's dive right back into this news with some more juicy Yakuza stuff. Next one up. Yakuza member arrested for having honest job, yet a dishonest application. Dun-dun-dun. Application of what, you might ask? Well, let's read on and find out. The Japanese mafia, known as the Yakuza, have a pretty notorious reputation. Although they try to give a positive image by handing out candy on Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, because that totally makes up for all the crimes they've committed. They're often associated associated with prostitution, drugs, and gambling as their most pervasive impression. Okay, yeah, basically with the yakuza, they 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 they're, they're plenty big into crime, but they're kind of how, how should I say this? Old school gangsters, and they tend to fa- favor the vice stuff, aka prostitution, drugs, and gambling. That's uh really their bread and butter. Such as their reputation is, members of organized crime are rather frowned upon by Japanese society, which leads them to being unwelcome in many organizations and public spaces. 
one 60-year-old man in Kaga, uh, Katsugai City, Aichi Prefecture, found this out when he tried to work part-time at a post office, but instead ended up fired and arrested for being paid for his work. <laughs> I gotta read this again. One such man from Kasugai uh, City Aichi Prefecture found this out when he tried to work a part-time job at a post office, an honest part-time job, but ended up being fired and arrested for being paid for his work. Damn, sucks to get paid for honest work. Now you may ask, what's so wrong with a man earning an honest wage at a part-time job? Well, it seems that in order to get a job at the post office, you have to sign a contract that says, I am not a member of an organized crime group. Yeah, oopsie. I guess he done fucked up on that one. Which the man did when he took the position. Unfortunately, he has associated with the Yamaguchi Gumi, the most powerful Yakuza gang in the country. Naturally, this meant the man violated his contract in the, with the post office, and of course, of course, once his secret was found out, just after just four days after working there, he was immediately fired. Yeah, so I take it was not his day. But why was he arrested? The details are not exactly clear. But it seems that it's because he received pay under fraudulent conditions. The police were searching for the Yamaguchi clan office where they found records that, that, he'd re- that he'd received a direct deposit of pay from the post office to his bank account. Police then arrested the man who admitted to his crime and are now conducting an investigation into the man's motive for taking the job at the post office. Japanese netizens' responses were a mixed bag of sympathy and criticism, but most of the responses seemed to, seemed to be concerned about the money, with many saying he worked so he should get paid, shouldn't he? Okay, he deserves to get fired, but like, I want want to know what's going on with this uh, investigation, like what's going on, what was his real motivation, was he really trying to get out of the Yakuza and go straight, or was this just one of their scams so he could have like, you know, access to the postal system, maybe like, I don't know, maybe they'd be mailing drugs or something, or maybe it's got to do with finding out people's addresses or personal information, So I think uh, more more investigation needs to be done, but as far as like the rest of the stuff, like he's a fucking criminal. Fuck him. <clears throat> Next one. Oh, already did that one. And the last one. Saved a nice uh, juicy one for the last. Faders, are you ready? Man charged with girlfriend's murder claims she consented to be killed. I will let that one sink in for a bit. A 57-year-old man charged with killing his 47-year-old girlfriend and dumping her body on a road in Shinkiba in Tokyo's Koto Ward. Uh, okay, Sh- Shinkiba, that's a, that's a dock area. It's all docks and ports. That's where all the stuff is. Uh, told the Tokyo District Court on Monday that the woman wanted to die. At the opening session of his trial, Kazumi Ueda, a former Ota ward official, admitted to having strangled Tomoko Ota with a necktie in his car on the night of uh, October 31st, Jesus, on Halloween, 2017, 
and then leaving her body on the road, Fuji TV reported. Guida said he first thought of taking the body to Chiba Prefecture, but drove around for four hours looking for an isolated spot before pushing Ota's body out of the car in Shinkiba. Her body was found at around 2.30 a.m. on November 1st. Her body was fully clothed but had no personal belongings or ID on her. Ueda surfaced as a suspect after surveillance camera footage show his, showed his white car in the area where the body was found. Prosecutors claimed that Ueda, who is married, had been having an affair with Ota and that he killed her after she told him she wanted to end their relationship because she was seeing another man. However, in his statement on Monday, Ueda said, quote, I killed her, but she agreed to be killed, end quote. Yeah, that's a totally fucking normal thing to do on Halloween. Ueda's lawyer argued that in Ueda's case it is, in fact, consensual, consensual homicide because the victim said she wanted to die and did not resist as the defendant strangled her. Yeah. Okay, first of all, bull fucking shit. Okay, maybe maybe she wanted to break it off because she was seeing seeing somebody else who might might have been a little bit more legit, you know, who wasn't going to treat her as a side piece. I think man, maybe maybe she got pissed, maybe threatened to go to his wife or something or blackmailing. I mean, you could argue that maybe like you know a little bit of S and M choke play gone wrong, but I doubt it because her body was find, found uh, fully clothed. I th- yeah, I think you, you know what's going on here. This motherfucker be lying his ass off. And even if he wasn't, I'm pretty sure we have laws against killing people, even if they say it's okay. So, yeah, man, fuck this guy. Gotta give him a little bit of credit for being a little bit inventive, but still, it's... Actually, no, I don't, because it's just dumb. She's like, ooh, she wanted me to kill her. If she... If she if she actually wanted to be killed, I don't think it would have been strangulation. It's my understanding that that's just not a very pleasant way to go. A lot of other ways, like, she could have been much less painlessly killed, like, I don't know, like pills or something. Who knows? Certainly not that way. And on that note, I think one final drink, and then I'll be out. Faders, this is Tom Tom Tokyo. Thank you for sitting here listening me uh, listen to me read the news and listen to all my bullshit. And have a good day and have a good drink and to think on what some of the news stories you just heard. And I'm out like that. I'm out. Bye bye. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.